I think it's important to really define abundance mm-hmm. and recognize that money is just one lever or determiner of what abundance is. So mm-hmm. there are people that I know that make multiple millions a year and operate not from a place of true abundance, right? right. And then there's people that I know that have not a lot of money in their bank account, but they're the most abundant people that I've come in contact with. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here and I wanted to share something with you. Over the past two months, I have been working to overcome some burnout and navigate a pretty big shift in my life and business. And as a result, I have felt called to go more inward, slow down and really create some space for myself. And I'm a huge believer that anything I create from a place of hustle or have to energy, not only does me a disservice, but it does you one as well, because it doesn't feel truly authentic or aligned. And I always want to be serving and creating from a place of alignment of excitement and authenticity. So as a result, I've taken a summer break when it comes to new episodes here on the boldly courageous podcast, but you can expect a brand new season in the beginning of August, along with a new look and feel. I'm so excited about that. However, I realized that I've been a guest on so many amazing shows, sharing stories and insights and wisdom that I believe you would really enjoy. So instead of releasing new original episodes on the podcast, I'll be sharing episodes of other podcasts that I've been guests on to give you some perspective. So over the next coming weeks, you can expect to hear from some of the most amazing podcast hosts and people that I love. So with that being said, let's dive into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Heart Center Millionaire. I have a special guest on here today and I'm really excited about this episode because we often on the show talk a lot about the the systems, the strategies, and how to be really business savvy because we are here trying to help the Heart Center entrepreneur become business savvy. But one of the things we don't talk about a lot, which is why I'm very excited about today's show, is that business savvy is not just systems and strategy. It's also mindset, energy. It's learning how to actually come forth as the right person on social media. Sometimes we talk about it being the attractive character is what a lot of people talk about. So I'm, I'm not going to dive in too much. I, I get I get caught up sometimes, but I want to introduce uh, our guest here today, Melissa. So Melissa, welcome to the show. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being on here today. Mm, it's such an honor, Ruben. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm so grateful. Awesome. And now I want, I want people to get to know you. So share maybe the two, three minute version of like who you are, what you do, where you've come from so they can get a bit of a sneak peek. And then we're going to dive into some fun stuff. 
Mm, yeah. So currently in this container, um, I am a business coach. I am an abundance expert. I'm a podcast host. I just co-founded a media brand with my biz bestie. And I am the creator of the Ignite Academy for Network Marketers. And my zone of genius is really helping people tap into abundance so that it can radiate authentically, lead with authority, and just attract abundance with ease. And, um, you know, it wasn't always this way for me. I wasn't always this like heart-centered, like aligned spiritual person that was just loving life and abundant AF, right? We all have a story. And mm -hmm. um, for me, it started, um, I worked in the financial service industry for over 15 years. And in 2012, I found myself unemployed in over $100,000 of debt and really just mm -hmm. tying a lot of my self-worth to my net worth and feeling lost. And it was in that moment that I was introduced to the power of network marketing. And over the course of seven years, I dove into leadership development. I dove into empowerment and I grew a team of over 5,000. I earned over a million dollars. And then in 2019, my company restructured and I lost my business within 60 days. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. I know. Crazy I know. Um, but it was in, in, inside of all of that, that I learned the secret sauce for me to building a business wasn't in other people's strategies and systems. It was in doing the inner work and really finding my authentic voice and mm -hmm. having the confidence to share it. And so I am super passionate about teaching others, specifically network marketers, how to do that, how to really tap into their authenticity and really work through the blocks around service and sales and money so that they can attract yeah. their ideal clients and lead from a place of true heart centeredness. Right. Yeah. And totally. that's the place that we really get to make an impact from. So, no, I love that. And, and I want to dive into a couple of those pieces because in the online space, I feel like a lot of words that you and I use as far as like heart centered or authenticity or like, impact and income, a lot of them get very like mundane because they're used so often. And I really want to dive into them and give actually some of our listeners some practical advice on this, because I think a lot of people, especially, I love how you talk about, you want to figure out what like your energy needs to be, what feels aligned to you, because there's like, we talked about before, there's a million different ways to build a business. And uh, the, they're not right or wrong ways. There is just better fits for you ways, I believe. And so let's dive into alignment first. What would you say is your definition of alignment? Because lots of people say it, but I'm not sure a lot of people know what mm -hmm. it actually would mean for them. So let's dive into that first. Yes. For me, living and operating from a place of true alignment really comes down to two very distinct things. One is peace and joy. Mm. Like, am I experiencing peace and joy in this moment? And just because I'm experiencing peace and joy doesn't mean that I'm void of pain and conflict, right? And am I in consent with every decision that I make? So there's a big difference between saying yes with your mouth, but your soul feels like it's a no. And right. for me, living in true alignment is honoring always what my soul says, even if the consequence on the other side may not feel great. Like there may be mm. a difficult conversation. I might be letting someone down. There might be logistics that have to be navigated through that. So to give you a tangible 
example of what this might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, living from a place of true alignment may look like someone asking for my time or my energy. And in my body, it's a no, because I have other things that are more important to me, or this person's energy doesn't feel good. And if I don't honor that no, and I say yes to that person, now I'm operating out of alignment. And so I can be pulled into an energetic of feeling drained. I can Mm. be pulled into an energetic of resentment, not being fully present and it's almost as if I'm harming myself or abusing right. myself. Like that's how it ends up feeling. And so for me, yeah, living in alignment is operating from a place of true consent always. And yeah. that leads to true integrity and creates trust within ourselves. And always operating from a place of, you know, will this bring me peace? Will this bring me joy? Totally, for sure. Now, I have an, I have an interesting question sure. because a lot of people... Um, when they start to feel resistance or uncomfortable in their businesses, a lot of them say they feel unaligned. However, sometimes, because you and I both know, sometimes resistance just means that you're growing, you're going through a growth phase and it's actually necessary. So, because I don't want people to listen to this and be like, oh, if I don't, if I don't feel like fully in aligned with this, then I'm just not going to do it. When in actuality, it might just be the hard work that one has to do. So how do you differentiate between the hard work that needs to happen to build a business? I mean, there's no, no lie. Like, like it takes work to build a million dollar business. You, you know that. So What's the difference between hard work and maybe friction and all that with growing a business and being unaligned? What's the difference so that we can actually walk through that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's such a good question. So for me, the body never lies. It's always the indicator for me of whether something's a yes or no. And so let's just say it's starting a podcast. We'll use that as an Mm. example because we're on a podcast, right? So let's say the goal or the project or the thing is to start a podcast. Well, the initial gut hit, the initial, like, I want to start a podcast that is coming from a place of alignment because the idea is placed on you for a reason. And it feels like a hell yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we move into this energetics of resistance and fear because we're like, well, what if it doesn't sound right? And what are people going to think of me? And I don't know how to navigate. We get stuck in the minutia of the how. And we get into this energetics of resisting the unknown and resisting the uncomfortable. What if I fail? What if I get judged? What if I make mistakes? So for me, the way I discern the difference between something that's I'm in resistance and something that's out of alignment is that initial like gut hit of this is a hell yes, or this is a hell no. Mm. And then in the resistance, it's still a yes. And it's a yes with fear. It's Mm. a yes with what if it's a yes with judgment, right? So we still know that it's something that we want to do, but we're just resisting the action that we know we have to take. So it's Mm -hmm. going to happen no matter what we know that but it doesn't always feel good. Right. So that's kind of how I discern. And then even in resistance, even when we're taking action in that, we can still discern whether or not the action that we're taking is in alignment. So I find myself often when I'm in resistance, asking myself, okay, why am I resisting this? What is the story I'm creating and what would make this easier? 
what's a new belief that I can anchor in, right? So do I, to kind of go back to what we talked about very early on, like strategy, right? Mm -hmm. So I can be in resistance. I can be in the thing and someone's strategy can come forward and that strategy can be out of alignment. And I can discern, I can kind of navigate through and say, okay, this actually feels closer to the outcome and feels a little bit more like a yes in my body, even though it doesn't feel good, it still feels like a yes. And then Mm -hmm. I can say, well, you know, this over here, like I'm not really, that doesn't actually feel like authentic to me. Um, So what can I change? What can I shift to make this hard thing feel authentic and in alignment for the outcome that I want? Totally. No, that makes sense. And and with you explaining that, one of the things, and I'll, I'll maybe, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share an example of my personal story where I feel like this plays out and I'd like to get your take on it actually, just to give our listeners like a real life example. So there were, there was a year in our, in my business where I just plateaued at 50 K months and it was, it was a full entire 12 months. And I was like, I was trying to push so hard to grow and it wasn't, I wasn't resisting the hard work and I was putting in the hard work and I was, I felt that resistance in work. However, what I realized at the end of the year was it was actually my model of how I was building. I was trying to do it in a certain way and I switched it to building in a way that I felt better about selling. I felt more in aligned with how the business model was. And it's not like I put more work in, but all of a sudden things grew more. And it wasn't because it wasn't me feeling the resistance of like, I don't like the work. It was, I wasn't feeling aligned with how I was selling and the way that I was delivering. Is that kind of what you were talking about? Yes, a hundred times over, right? So I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we look to our teachers or our coaches as gurus, right? And we think Mm -hmm. that because they've scaled to 100K months or 200K months, they have the secret sauce and they have the roadmap. Right. So we take that roadmap as gospel or we take that Mm -hmm. or or maybe it worked for us to get to 50K months. So we think the same thing that worked to get us to 50K will get us to 100K. Right. So we take that as gospel and then we we rob ourselves of the possibility of how does this get better? How can I do this differently? Wouldn't it be cool if I could get to 100K months by working less? Okay, well, how would I do that? What would what what could I try? And and really tapping into the flexibility mm. that comes along with alignment, right? Alignment to, for me personally doesn't feel rigid. Alignment to me feels like water, right? It's just right. slow. And what I did last year in my business might look completely different than I'll do this year. And it comes down to massive permission to explore what would feel good for the current day version of, of who I am today. And being right. open to pivoting in that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. And I think that's going to be really helpful for a lot of people who are listening. Because I think a lot of people, they don't know that difference between resistance of unalignment or resistance of just they need to go through a time of putting in work. And so I think it's really good to kind of check in with the body. What What is your initial gut response? And is it coming? I think a really think one that you said that I really like is, is it coming out of a place of fear or scarcity? Mm -hmm. Because if it's coming out of a place of fear to do something, it's probably not something that you should maybe shy away from. Maybe you should check why you're scared of it. And I love how you talked about, just ask yourself some questions, actually dive into that instead of just being like, Oh, I feel bad or run away. Like ask those questions. Cause as you and I both know, your mind sometimes lies to you. 
Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> totally. And, and another another area I know you're really good at that I wanted to dive in for our listeners is the whole idea of abundance. Mm. And you know, to a lot of people, especially I mean, to a lot of <laughs> when I grew up, abundance wasn't talked about. It was money wasn't the greatest thing. Whatever it is, money mindset was was not a good thing. And so for a lot of new entrepreneurs that, and mainly people listening to this are making probably 10 to 20K per month or less. And so what are some of the core um, levers in money mindset that you see working with people in that level that will allow them to untap some of that abundance that you talk about a lot? Mm. Yeah, so it's a great question. I think it's important to really define abundance Mm. and recognize that money is just one lever or determiner of what abundance is. So Mm. there are people that I know that make multiple millions a year and operate not from a place of true abundance, right? Right. And then there's people that I know that have not a lot of money in their bank account, but they're the most abundant people that I've come in contact with. So if we only judge abundance based on the dollar amount of money that we have in our bank account, then we are not actually anchoring in the true idea. See, abundance isn't actually a destination. It's a vibration. And when we move into the energetics of, and the vibration of abundance, if you understand how law, we'll just say law of attraction for lack of a better term, just to keep it simple, like like energies attract like energies. And so if you're operating from a place of lack, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter if you get to 50K months. You're right. still going to feel like it's not enough. You're still going to feel scared. You will still continue to sell and show up and create from this energy of lack and fear of safety mm. around money. Totally. So how do we even get into a vibration of abundance, right? So for me, if I'm going to create something, if I want to sell, if I want to serve, the first thing I do is get into a vibration of abundance. And I put my, I literally will put my hand on my heart. Mm. I'll close my eyes and I'll breathe into my body. And I will literally feel the abundance of air filling into my lungs. And I will literally feel the abundance of the, like the weight of my body grounding into the earth. It's a very physical thing. And then I'll open my eyes and I'll look around and I will start tallying up all of the examples of abundance that I have around me. So for example, mm. I have my laptop in front of me. I have my dog next to me who gives me such an abundant amount of love every single day. I have a beautiful home that I'm in. It's sunny outside. I'm healthy. There's groceries in my fridge. I have friends that love me. Like I am so far Mm. beyond abundant when it comes to my vibration. Right. It's not even about money. Money is a byproduct of my vibration, right? And so that is the place that when we tap into that energetic of abundance, then we get into the energetics of creating. Okay, once I'm here, what do I want to create? How do I want to serve? How do I want to show up? Who do I want to impact? So we move from abundance into service. And then from that energy, we move into the energetics of receiving. Mm. And this is the place that we move from 10K to 20K to 30K to 50K and above. And it just feels effortless. It mm. feels effortless because we're no longer operating from lack we're operating from our cup is already filling like overflowing and we're open to receive more. Totally. And, and I've, I've actually even noticed it myself that when let's say I would go through a season of feeling like a little bit more scarce, or maybe like I'd need clients to hit something like some 
arbitrary goal. Mm -hmm. It's funny because oftentimes, yeah, I would still sign up clients, but they wouldn't actually be as good of clients as other times, right? When I was more scarce, I attracted more of that. And the opposite is true as well as when the seasons when I gave more than ever and I was just free and flowing and how blessed I was, grateful, all those different things. I attracted these incredible clients that got incredible results. Now, one of the things I want to I want to dive into because you and I both know network marketers or online coaches that start, a lot of them are physically scarce financially. Yes. Just straight up. That the reality is there. And I love how you talked about you need to differentiate it between money and abundance because money is, is a byproduct. Mm-hmm. And so for that person listening to this who feels scarce because their physical finances are scarce, mm-hmm. what advice do you have for them? Yes. And I, I just want to acknowledge those people that are in that place because I was there. I mean, I remember when I lost my job and I was on the verge of bankruptcy and I owed back taxes and I was, mm. I was in it. And it feels like the weight of the world is on you because money is literally the currency that our whole world operates on. And if you don't have money, it's very challenging to get up every day and survive. And I mm-hmm. recognize that. And, and I also recognize that every circumstance that we are placed in, part of that is we've co-created that, right? Mm -hmm. So for me in my career, the reason why I ended up in so much debt was because I was living in a small town. I made a decision to put myself in an environment where opportunities were limited. And -hmm. when I lost my job, I wasn't able to go out and replace my income. So I took ownership for that. But I would say the first place really is to look at your relationship with money. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you were actually in a partnership with your money, like an actual relationship, how would you define that? Is it co-creative? Is it loving? Is it supportive? Is it communicative? Or is it one of resentment and lack and abuse and abandonment? And these were a lot of things that came up for me. I actually had to sit down and feel into the energetics of what is this relationship? What do I want it to be? What is it now? And how do I bridge that gap? So the first step for me was one, getting really clear on well, if I want this beautiful co-creative relationship with money, what's the first step to any relationship? It's communication, right? And it's mm-hmm. invested focused time. So every single week I started creating money dates. I would sit down, I would create the space. Hmm. I would set time. I would turn my phone on, do not disturb. I would open up my laptop. I would get a notebook out. I'd light a candle. I'd, I'd meditate for a little bit. I'd put some really powerful mantras of like, I'm a money magnet and money flows easily. Like what are the things that I wanted to embody? And then I would look at my finances and I would notice the beliefs that started to come up. So this is the second step. So step one is what is the relationship that you have with your money? Step two are what are the beliefs that are coming up around money? What are the feelings and emotions? Do you believe that money is the root of all evil? Do you believe that it's hard to make money? Do you believe that you're unworthy of it? You know, what is, what is your feelings around debt? Like I had so much negative energy around debt and it really gave me an opportunity to look at these beliefs because beliefs are the foundation of everything we do right. in life. So mm-hmm. our beliefs create our emotions, which drive our thoughts, which drive our actions, which create our reality. So if the reality is that you are in a position where you're operating out of lack, the bank account is negative, you know, you're living paycheck to paycheck, 
what are the beliefs mm-hmm. that are causing that reality and how can we anchor in some new beliefs to start creating a new reality for ourselves. So yeah. one was really setting aside the time and, and co-creating with my money. Two was the belief system and formulating new beliefs. And then the third really was getting into an energetics of being resourceful. So oftentimes mm-hmm. when it comes to money, I think we operate from a mindset of, I can't, I can't afford that. I can't get ahead. I, you know, I can't make more money in my career. I'm stuck. And this is a really disempowered place. And I recognize that that's the reality for a lot of people. And there's always another opportunity and possibility for every single person, Hmm. right? So how can I generate more income? How can I you know, receive a pay raise? How can I get myself out of debt? What are my gifts? Like, how am I resourceful? What are the, what do I have available to me? So just getting into an energetics of what's possible. Mm. And then the last thing, the last sort of component of this is all about action and the energetics that we take action from. So there's three versions of ourselves. There's our past self, who's been there, done that, learned all the lesson, anchored in the beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's our current self who is taking action today based on all those things that we've learned. And then there's our often underutilized and mostly forgotten about future self. This is the version of us that if we choose, the version of us if we choose, has gotten on the other side of this, is vibrating at abundance, has the relationship they desire, has the clients, has the life, right? And where a lot of people get stuck, especially with money and the decisions that they make, is that they're operating from their past self. But when we can tap into our future self, the person that is on the other side of it, and then start to say, well, how would she show up? What kind of relationship does she have with her money? How does she choose to co-create with it? What is she doing for work? What kind of relationships does she have in her life? What kind of thoughts and practices? Like, how does she care for her body? And then we start making decisions from that place. Mm-hmm. Everything starts to shift. So no, I love that. It's kind of like this formula, right? And it doesn't happen overnight. Like, it's practice. <laughs> it's a practice. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I and for you guys that are listening, if, if you struggle with money mindset, I would, if you didn't take some notes on that, just scroll this back a little bit yeah. because- I love how you talked about, first of all, you do have to own the fact that you are responsible for where you're at. You're responsible for the beliefs you hold around your money. Because once you can own it, then as we often say, you can then disown it. Yes. And you can work on creating that new story, thinking about your future self, who that person is, and then start taking those actions. Like you said, the money dates, it's those simple things that when you start to look at it more, it starts to be more helpful, right? And actually, you know, it's funny, I have a, I have a practical example of this. So recently, we've been starting to track a lot more stuff in our business. And so I've been tracking a lot of like projected revenue and stuff like that. And uh, the person who's mentoring me, he asked me the day, he's like, Ruben, do you have projected expenses? And I was like, no. He's like, why not? And I'm like, I and he's like, I think you have a little bit of scarcity around how much your business spends per month. And I was like, you're probably right. But now here's a cool thing. So we, we now created these trackers that they project our actual revenue coming in next month and our projected revenue. And then obviously there's a total of what the amount should look like. Same thing with expenses, the actual expenses that we will expend, and then the projected 
and then the total there. And I was scared to do that, but as soon as I saw the real numbers and the projected numbers, it gave me so much clarity and actually um, safety. It made me feel safe when I actually looked at it and had that conversation, as you said, with money. Um, and so I just, I just, for everyone that's listening, you should listen to this because I literally did a practice similar to this and it's been so helpful. Mm, so okay. yeah, thank you for sharing that. Now, I, I know we have a couple more minutes here and I wanted to dive into something we talked about before we pressed record, which is the whole idea of masculine and feminine energy. And, and maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be tied to the, the genders itself or whatever, but talk to me a little bit about that because I feel like, and I, I see this happening a lot in the world. You see like digital and analog, you see like mechanical and like more earthly, like you see kind of these two yin and yang, whatever you want to call it. So how does that play into the business savviness of business? Mm. Talk about that a bit. It's everything, Ruben. It really is. And masculine doesn't necessarily refer to man and feminine doesn't necessarily refer to female. We all have aspects of masculine and feminine energies within us. So we think energy is gender neutral, right? But what is masculine? What is feminine? So Feminine energy, the the simplest way that I can describe it is feminine energy is the place that we create from. This is the energetics of fun and play and imagination and lightheartedness. It's also the energetics of receiving. So if we are going to use men and women as an example of masculine feminine, feminine women are anatomically designed to receive. We are anatomically designed to create. We literally create life and birth it out into this world. So if we think of it from an energetic perspective, the feminine energy is the place that we receive abundance. The feminine energy is the place that we receive love. We receive support. The feminine is the place where we can create ideas. We can create our businesses. We can create our realities, right? It's, It's this really like flow, effortless permission-based energy that we all have access to. So for me, like when I think about it in the business sense, the feminine is the place that I create my ideas from. The feminine is the place that I receive my abundance from. And it's a very energetic that feels easy, right? It's not a hustle energy. And then we have our masculine energy. The masculine energy is the place that we do from. So we create in the feminine and we execute in the masculine. So the masculine energy is the place that's outward. It's the place that gives. It's the place that does. It's the place that executes, right? So it's important to know that we have both and there is room for both in our lives, in our relationships, in our businesses. And knowing like the difference between the two is so powerful when it comes to harnessing the energetics of how you want your business to operate, right? And so especially like in relationships. So um, I work with a lot of high performing women that when they start to rise in their businesses, they start to notice an imbalance in their partnerships with whoever identifies as the male in the relationship. And the reason why is that a lot of women struggle turning off the masculine energy from their business. They're in the do of like, the sales funnels and the content creation and the structure and the sales calls and the, and, and those things that we need for our business to run. And then when it comes to being in an intimate relationship and they want to identify as the woman in the relationship and they're still in their masculine energy, we get these heads that butt, 
right? right? So knowing the difference between those and just kind of being aware can really, really help you when it comes to alchemizing your energy and what role you want to play in your business. So today, for example, we were talking about this earlier, I'm getting ready to launch a course. Mm -hmm. And part of that is conceptualizing the outline. What is the um, result that I want to create and the copy and the content that I need to convey to my clients. So today for me is a day of flow. It's meditation. Like it's feminine receive and creativity. And then when I have all this done, I'm going to put the sales funnel together and all the processes. And that's going to be a very masculine energetic. So I mm. hope that, hope that helps. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think it's so healthy for both genders, even though this isn't necessarily a gender thing to hear about this so that they can understand maybe where they're lacking a little bit and where actually flowing into the feminine or flowing into the masculine might aid their business because Mm -hmm. yeah, both are so important when you're wanting to, especially when we work in a world as we do, where you're, you're working maybe with both genders, you're, you're working with these people that actually need that energy from you. And so that's actually, this is so helpful. Now, I I know one of the things that you talked about was your course, and I'm sure there's some people that maybe are just wanting to find out a little bit more about you, Melissa. So I know we're going to be kind of tailing off this podcast. So tell, tell the audience a little bit about like where they can find you. Maybe you have some free resources or some information about you, who you help, all that kind of stuff. So what's the best place for that? Yeah. So I love to hang out on Instagram. It's my favorite platform. You can find me at the Melissa Martin on all the social medias. And I have a podcast called boldly courageous. You can search it on iTunes. And I talk a lot about this stuff. I talk a lot about spirituality the energetics around business and how you can apply masculine feminine Mm -hmm. energy to your business. And coming in the fall, in September, I will be launching the Ignite Academy. So this is primarily for network marketers, but it applies to anyone in business. And it really dives into a lot of what we're talking about of how do we tap into the feminine and really get in alignment with what my voice is and what my authenticity is. And then we move into the masculine to actually execute from that place. So This program, this container is six weeks long and it's really designed to help you radiate authentically, find your voice, lead in your space from a true place of authority, and then just attract abundance with ease. And you can find more information at the Melissa Martin. Um, That is my website, or you can find me on Instagram in the DMs. Perfect. And we'll make sure uh, sure to put some of those links in the show notes down below, guys. So if you are interested in any of that, yeah, go listen to her podcast, check out her stuff, because as you guys know, this podcast often has a lot of the tactics, but it's great to have the other side to it, uh, whether it's the mindset, the energy work, so, so important. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for coming on. I know everyone will have found this incredibly helpful. And so if you guys did find this helpful, make sure to tag us on Instagram as you post this on your stories. We'd love to get that and make sure that you guys are just getting the most out of this podcast. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.
Bye.